Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this is the Here's My Thing podcast. This installment comes in two parts. There's this episode, and then we're going to have part two next week. A little different. Kind of exciting. With that said, please enjoy part one of Love at the Court. At the time, my cooking only went so far as to push start in the microwave for Trader Joe's potstickers. That and a heavy tablespoon of peanut butter now and again, both of which I didn't prepare in bulk. So for lunch at work, if I hadn't already hoarded three or four communal cliff bars, chances were I'd take things into town. Because 200 yards away was decent Mexican food, and I only say decent because they had a $10 deal where you could get a burrito, beer, and tequila shot. The food itself was not... That's special by any means, and a beer and a tequila shot at noon on any day except Friday was really more depressing than celebratory, so I rarely went there. If I wanted, there was a nice Chinese spot down the block. It was the type of place that had duck hanging in the window, and if you stood outside long enough, and you'd catch drops of pseudo-sweat running the course of their bodies before pooling on a stainless steel plate below. The place was cheap, too. For eight fifty, I could get a platter of salt and pepper pork that, if I didn't forget the leftovers in the company fridge, would give me dinner that night. A little further away, about half a mile, was a food court, but not one that was attached to a Macy's inside a dying mall, a standalone food court. And instead of an off-brand Panda Express or Subway, there were Portland-famous spots like Salt and Straw American Ramen. Meaning that those that ate there, they weren't taking a break from an ice rink, but instead people who worked at tech startups with matching 401k plans. What it lacked in cost-effectiveness, it made up for with bearded customers and compost bins. And what it lacked in parking spaces, it wished you well with street parking or an affordable lot. Once a week I'd get lunch with a friend or a coworker, but for the most part it was just me and anything from Pilo to Roy Ayer's ubiquity in my headphones. And my diet stayed the same. No restrictions, but work in fiber when you can. I went keto for seven days, and that was really the only alteration in my fairly basic habits. Most of my orders went to a place that did rotisserie-style chicken. The chicken was very good, but I mainly went there because they didn't use traditional chicken lingo. There was no wing or thigh, but instead, you could order a whole bird, a half bird, or a quarter bird, which was oddly refreshing. And even though a quarter bird was only a chicken thigh, I felt more accomplished to say that I ate a quarter bird. It's more impressive than it actually is, like getting accepted to the University of Phoenix. But even if I was leaning a specific way, every time I walked into the food court, I would still make one round, because maybe that $4 slice of cheese was actually buy one, get one free today. There might have been a meal deal with implications of potential salad and drink combo, something I would only know once I checked out each spot. During one particular lunch, I was nearing the Korean smokehouse when my eye caught the word acai on the menu of the juice bar, which occupied the smallest space in the food court. And I started to think back to high school when acai became this big craze. It's something of a cult following for a few of my classmates, all the same with wearing Nike dry fit socks and Converse. I was still flashing back when one of the juice bar employees popped out around some clusters of celery. Now in real time, she was gorgeous. And she looked familiar too, and I figured her profile came across mine on Tinder and she swiped left. Huh. And you know, I had actually never tried this spot before. I hopped in line behind a mom with her baby in one of those saddles you wear across your sternum. 
The girl who appeared out of the celery took my order. And up close, she looked like a Portland version of singer-songwriter Dua Lipa. And I only say Portland because she was wearing a flannel. And I think similar to how Dua Lipa would act if I approached her and asked what her favorite thing on the menu was, she seemed remarkably uninterested, answering, Green Man. I looked at the menu and saw that the Green Man was somehow 16 ounces of green bell pepper, a jalapeno, kale, cucumber, celery, and lemon. For a second, I wondered if it was too late to turn around and go with a quarter bird instead. Everyone, my name is John Russos, and this has been part one of the two-part episode for the installment, Love at the Court. Thank you all for rock with me. Until next time.